Welcome to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Brown, a business mindset coach, entrepreneur, and a top competitor in a male-dominated industry. I'm a native Texan, the youngest of all brothers, and a lettuce-hating, wine-loving, curses-like-a-sailor recovering perfectionist. I've spent over a decade building my commission-based career, and my life's purpose is helping other women achieve the same multi-six-figure success I achieved before I was 25. I have a passion for helping women with mindset, money, and manifestation skills to help every young woman realize her full potential. If you're looking for vulnerable conversations, professional development, inspiration, or even a kick in the ass to get you motivated, you have come to the right place. Thanks for checking out the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Now let's jump right in to today's topic. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Today, as I mentioned last week, we are jumping into a guest interview and taking a break from the 12 Universal Laws. So I hope you're just as excited as I am today to talk to Kim Goyette as we talk about her story as a family of three traveling around the world for a year, how she did it, how they funded it, tips that she has. There are so, so many good nuggets here that I just want to go ahead and jump right in. Kim is an international yoga teacher and bestseller of Just Plain Crazy, the ultimate guide to affordable, adventurous world travel. Her passion is inspiring people to thrive beyond their greatest imagination. So with that, let's jump in. Hello, Kim. How are you? Hey, Bray. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here with you. I am so thrilled that we are able to connect. And you recently came out with a book just plain crazy. And I bought a copy of the book and it was just so amazing. It was so nostalgic for me in so many ways. And I really, really resonated with your experience because you and your family took off for a year to travel around the world. And it takes so much courage to do that. <laughs> so I think the first question I have for you, and I, I, I'm sure we're going to jump into the actual story as well and, and how all that came about. But my first question for you is how did you gain the courage to make that decision of, I'm going to take my whole family around the world for a year? <laughs> yeah, that is a great question. So uh, my husband and I were inspired because we had gone on a trip to Peru and we were going to hike Machu Picchu. And that was right, gosh, maybe eight, nine years ago. And we decided that we were going to go with a group. And we met this woman that was traveling around the world with her two young daughters. One was in elementary school and one was in middle school. And I thought, gosh, how courageous is that, that these three young ladies are traveling around the world and she's exposing her daughters to all these amazing, beautiful experiences, challenging experiences as well, so that they could really open their eyes to what is out there. And so when I talked with my husband, Scott, he was right on the same page. We were, our daughter was in kindergarten and we thought, okay, well, now's not the time, but sometime in the future, we will be doing this with our family. And that's, 
that's really the seed that was planted for us on how we kind of jumped into it. <laughs> what would you say that you learned about yourself while going on this trip and in such an extended amount of time with other people's emotions and things like that? <laughs> yeah, you're right on with the emotions. So when you're traveling with anybody 24 by 7 for a whole year, emotions definitely rise. I probably it was probably the biggest growth experience of my life traveling around the world, being in foreign countries where I didn't know the language and really trying to essentially make it. So it broadened my perspective of what I can do. I mean, it really allowed me to feel accomplished because if I could make it a whole year around the world, then I could do anything really. Um, another huge, broad, mind broadening experience was homeschooling my daughter while on the road. And I had never done that before, not even thought about homeschooling. And I, you know, really just to kind of whip things up as we, as we went along and weaving all the different experiences that we had on the road into her education really just expanded my mind so much. And again, it just grew my confidence. I absolutely loved it. I was horrified at first and then absolutely loved it as we went along and, and kind of miss it a little bit, you know, miss being that, playing that role in my daughter's education. It was really outstanding. That's beautiful. And one of the things you touch on in your book that really resonated with me, because I think I've mentioned this to you before, I went and backpacked Europe for several months after college. And one of the things that I heard from a lot of people whenever I came back was, I don't know how you did that. I don't know how you just go travel somewhere for eight or for, well, mine was not for a year. Mine was for about four months out, out of a backpack. And I don't think I could ever do that. I just don't think that's something I'd ever be comfortable with. And it's empowering once you're there to actually have that experience and really get to know that side of you that's comfortable in those very unknown and unpredictable situations. And I know you talk about in that in your book. So what advice would you have for that person that's on the edge? It's like, this sounds exciting. It, there's the butterflies in my chest. It sounds like something that my spirit wants to do. And yet my ego is coming in and I'm afraid. Yes, that is a great question. And I think it's something that we all experience. I experienced tremendous fear in the planning, in the developing of this whole trip. And also during the trip, there was a lot of fear that rose up in me. And what I've noticed is that every time fear comes up in me, if I move towards the fear, then it dissipates. So if it's something that you want to do, if long-term travel is on your bucket list, if solo travel is on your bucket list, but the fear is stopping you, my suggestion is to take a baby step towards it. And eventually you're going to move through it. And next thing you know, you're going to be traveling around the world, feeling confident, having these incredible experiences and really developing your character, your growth, all the things that come along with stepping outside of the boundaries that are the limits that you create, right? We create our own limits. We can do anything, but it's that fear that blocks us. I, I love thinking of fear as like a veil that's in front of us. And as soon as we open the curtains to that veil and step through, it's non-existent. So there's always something on the other side that we can grow from, that we can learn from. Even if it's not the most positive experience, we're always growing and learning from every experience that we that we move through. So yeah, I would suggest 
If you have an inkling of uh, interest in traveling solo or traveling around the world or doing long-term travel, to take the steps to move towards it. And that was essentially my inspiration for the book was we worked so hard. There was so much planning. There was so much development and a lot of research to be done beforehand and during and follow up after. And I wanted to make it easy for people to not have to go through all the hardship that we went through in order to make this trip happen. So that was really the intention was to do a step-by-step guide, kind of a hand-holding so that people can really step into a large life and really live outside of the norm. Yes, absolutely. And I so wish that I had your book before I traveled because I was reviewing a lot of the, and you have so much good feedback in there for like how to prepare, how you could potentially fund some of this economically and financially, and how you could just feasibly put everything together from a packing perspective and what you need to plan for. If I'd had half of that before I left my trip, I would have been so much more prepared. (laughs) I just kind of feel like I like fell into it. And what you were just talking about a moment ago too, just stepping out of your, your normalcy. I think that's honestly the thing that I appreciated most about my trip was I had a greater sense of awareness as to how things can be different, but not necessarily bad. I spent majority of my time in Italy. And one of the most apparent things to me was how much the U.S. culture embraces the, the hustle mindset and the the nine to five. And when I was over there, we were working on farms. Then we would go into town for lunch or something. And for four hours a day, some of the businesses were just completely shut down for siesta. And I feel like it's really helped me understand boundaries on personal time and separating my personal life from my career and saying, work doesn't have to be this nine to five and learning from other cultures about what that could look like. So I thought, I think that was my biggest takeaway from, from my own travels. And it sounds like yours as well is just stepping into this unknown culture and learning from them and allowing them to learn something from you as well. But, but mostly just trying to give yourself this new experience that could be completely life altering. Absolutely. So I, you know, one of the, the biggest takeaways of our trip was really living the life of the locals, kind of like what you said, and getting into the groove of how they run their day. And it's very different than the United States, very different. You're right on where the hustle and bustle is focused. It's, you know, getting to the top first. It's just go, 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 where many countries are focused on quality of life. And so I absolutely loved residing in countries like Sri Lanka or Thailand or um, Cambodia, where they're really focused on pausing and, you know, connecting and, you know, all those different things. It's so important. I really noticed that a lot when we were traveling, the difference between the mindset of the people and, um, and how they operate and connect with each other. It's just lovely. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And you talk about in your book, being able to make this a financially feasible situation for you. And you also indicate that, you know, you guys didn't come from inherited wealth or something where you had Mm -hmm. someone sort of funding this trip for you. You guys very much self-funded and saved and prepared for this, for this journey. And a big part of that was that you decided to do some consulting while you were traveling how did that work and, and what sort of conversations did you need to have with your clients about what that was going to look like and how did you get them comfortable with it? 
Yeah. So when we decided that we were going to travel, we took some time to figure out, okay, what kind of income can we have, you know, residual income while on the road so that we didn't have to really worry about, you know, the paycheck to paycheck kind of thing. Um, as, as we were traveling, we could have uh, some stability. And so we decided uh, it was kind of like a threefold type um, type revenue. And one of them was to rent out our home, which was very scary. Um, I, we had never had anyone do that before, rent out our home with all our personal items in it. And we had a little cabin as well. So we rented that. That was the second. And then the third, like you said, I have a sales consulting business. So I had some clients and I talked with them. I, I said, nothing's going to change. I can do everything from the road. And, and they said, okay, let's see how it goes. As long as production and you're, you're doing what you need to do, then we're all about it. And what got interesting was when, you know, of course, we're in the central time zone in Texas. But when I was traveling to Asia, it was flipped. So I often found myself waking up at four o'clock in the morning doing sales calls because, you know, you had to adjust to the time frame. So, yeah, it was, you know, an adjustment, but it actually worked really well. And I only worked about 10 hours per week on intentionally so that I could have plenty of time to explore. Because when you're traveling, you do not want to be held down by a 40 hour a week job. It's just really challenging because you're in these beautiful places looking out your window and you can't even experience them, right? You might as well be at home. So having that flexibility is absolutely key in order to really enjoy the experience. So I loved, you know, my daughter was doing school for about that same amount of time, maybe 10 hours a week, maybe a little bit more. I would work for a little bit. My husband would work for a little bit and then we would take off and explore the rest of the afternoon. So it was a great setup. I have so much envy for you over that. <laughs> and it's funny, as soon as I finished your book, I looked at my partner and I was just like, just so you know, we will be doing this. <laughs> it's like, okay. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, so, you know, my, one of the biggest things that I wanted to bring home after we came back, we, we left in June of 2018 and got back in June of 2019. And I knew we had learned so much while on the road that I wanted to share it because we're just average people. Like you said, average income. We're not wealthy. We honestly did not save hardly any money for this trip. It wasn't like we had a lot of stuff in the bank, you know, to help fund the trip. It was those threefold of income. And so I, and, but we met tons of people on the road that were traveling, doing the same thing, long-term travel, and they were funding their trip in all kinds of different ways. So I wanted to share that with people because it's true that no matter what situation you're in, there's always a way. There's always a way to make it financially feasible for yourself, whether you're um, in a relationship whether you're traveling solo or with a family, whether you um, have a home or an apartment, it doesn't matter. There's always going to be a way to, to figure out the finances if there's a will. And, and if you set your intention to travel, it will happen. Mm, well, you just brought me to another question about setting <laughs> intentions and knowing how you want something to go. So do you have any fun manifestation stories or anything that either happened before the trip or during the trip that you want to share? 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, there were so many. We So over <laughs> the years, over the years, I've been my own guinea pig, essentially. And I've really delved into the idea of manifestation and that what you focus on becomes your reality. And so throughout the planning of this trip, I had to do a lot of manifesting because there was a lot of um, a lot of things that needed to appear and happen while we were planning in order for this trip to work out. And one of them was renting our home. I mean, that was a big income for us on the road. And so we had to have that happen in order for us to be able to travel. And we put our house on the market to rent maybe about four months out from our trip thinking, okay, people need time to think about moving in and all these different things. We had some criterion that ended up being more challenging than we thought. And one of them was that we wanted to keep all our furniture at the house because we didn't want to move everything out before and then have to move it back a year later. So we did it fully furnished. And then we really didn't want any pets because we wanted, of course, someone to move in and take care of our our things the way that we would take care of them, which might have set our expectations a little bit high when uh, it comes to renting out your place. <laughs> but <laughs> but that was that was what we thought initially when we went in. Well, about three weeks before we were going to leave, we had no one to rent our place. And it was extremely stressful because it was a major factor. Even the cabin hadn't been rented yet. And so um you know, I did the only thing that I knew that I could do is I just sat down and I visualized exactly what I wanted, that we're going to have renters that are lovely people that are going to take care of our place. We're going to return back exactly the way that it was when we left. And there it, it's just going to flow and this will all happen. And next thing you know, Within a few days, we got a call and someone, it was like the perfect fit. I couldn't have picked a better couple to rent our place. And it ended up happening. Same thing happened. We didn't, it was like the day before we were flying out for Costa Rica, which was our first stop. And we didn't have the cabin rented yet. And same kind of thing, sat down, did the same visualization. Next thing you know, as we're taking off on our flight, I get a text from our property manager saying that he rented the cabin. So there, there is a huge power to visualizing uh, to get manifestation in the direction that you want it to go. Uh, I love that. And in the book, you shared that even the woman that she rented your home loved gardening and would take care of your garden while you were gone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It couldn't have been a better fit. The guy was the same size as my husband. So, you know, all, ever, all the furniture fit him and all that stuff. And then she loved gardening and I was really worried about my plants. So it was just, it ended up being excellent. It was, it was wonderful. But I, I test it to visualizing, visualizing what I want because what you focus on is what manifests in your life. You know, if you focus on the negative, then that's what's going to come about. If you focus on what you want, then that's what's going to come about. So where was the, what was your favorite place you traveled to? Oh my gosh, there are so many amazing places in the world. And I think that every place has something very special, but some of the surprises that we honestly weren't even going to visit initially was Sri Lanka. Oh my gosh, it's such a beautiful country. There are some of the most warm people I've ever met 
welcoming um, in all over the world. The, they grow more than 200 different spices. And so their foods are extremely flavorful. The water's beautiful there. We were there during a really great season. And so um, we went surfing. I mean, there's just so much to offer in Sri Lanka. Um, another one is Poland. I just absolutely was enchanted by Krakow. It's a beautiful city, almost uh, fairy tale like. And then there's so much history there with World War II. And I'm obsessed with World War II um, historical fiction and all that. So it just all came to life when we were there. And then we loved Patagonia. It was such a unique place that we had never seen before. And the colors of the blue, the water almost it looked like it was melting into the sky. It was unbelievable how crystal clear everything was. And it was such a unique look. And I just really enjoyed uh, the something that I had never, ever experienced before. So, yeah, I would say those are our top three. Thailand, I mean, I could just go on and on. There's just a million great places in the world. <laughs> <laughs> what advice might you have for someone that's trying to plan a trip like this and they're trying to select their locations and they're trying to be strategic. What advice might you have for that person that's trying to identify that? Yeah. So that it's a big undertaking, you know, matter what length of time you're traveling, if you're planning on going to multiple countries, you really want to think mindfully about it. So the season and weather, if that's, if that's a concern to you. Also, if cost is a concern to you, maybe traveling off peak season, because that makes a huge difference in your overall cost for the trip. And then also thinking about your route. So planning it efficiently. So you're going in a, a certain flow so that the cost of the flights is less expensive. You're kind of heading in one direction, which is really helpful. So you can stay with the, the season. And then also thinking about time zones. So if you're hopping from back and forth from time zone to time zone, that can be very disorienting. So going with the flow of, of the time zones is really helpful as well. My biggest suggestion is don't nail every single location down. Let there be some wiggle room. We honestly did not plan a year's worth of trip. We planned a few countries right in the beginning of our trip and we just winged it the rest of it. Things would come up. People would say, oh my gosh, you'd have to go to this festival. Um, this is a great time of the year to go visit Argentina because of the wine. I mean, whatever, whatever it was, and we would just go with it. And when you have a lot of flexibility, it makes it really fun because you can just roll and it's very different than the traditional lifestyle that let's say Americans have where everything's very structured and <laughs> we have the two weeks where we have to cram in our vacation and you know all that stuff so allowing for some flow and flexibility is key for sure so I'm curious if you throughout your trip and granted you had some people with you did you ever experience what is is very common when you travel for long periods of time, which is the traveler blues. So starting to miss home, missing some of the comforts of your homeland, essentially, mm -hmm. and everything that comes with that. Did that come into play at a certain point? And if it did, how did you stay motivated? Yeah, so absolutely. There's no doubt if you're away from home for a long period of time, most likely that will creep up. I think it crept up more because of our daughter and she really missed the comforts of home. 
and her friends and her family and, and all that. So I think it was it was a little bit more apparent because of her. I think Scott and I, my husband and I would be able to kind of go the distance a little bit easier. Um, but that being said, I too felt that because it's challenging when you're traveling, especially when you're in a land where the language is different, your mind has to be turned on 24 by seven, and that can be a little bit exhausting. And so just making things easy at home, you know, where you can go to the store and buy something without having to translate it and figure out the, the amount of money and all that stuff, you know, of course, that's, that's the easy way. But when you're traveling, you know, those challenges, when you can make it through those challenges, you literally can accomplish anything. So just like you traveling around Europe, you know, the, the few minutes before you left, you were kind of grasping at friends, hoping that that they would come with you. But think about the growth you would have missed if you traveled with someone, right? If you didn't do this experience, if you didn't move towards your fear, then you would have missed all that growth. And now your capacity to do things is so much greater. Your confidence, I'm sure, is so much greater that you could really survive and not only survive, but thrive in any situation. And so that's kind of where we were at, you know, is that, you know, gosh, we were put to the test on so many different occasions. And, and even if it wasn't, you know, a pretty outcome, we, you know, or it wasn't done eloquently, we made it. We're here to talk about it. We had an amazing experience. And I'm sure you had that that same result when, you know, you, you're here to talk about what you did, which is a great thing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And talking about that personal growth as well, it reminds me a lot of Brene Brown's books and how she often talks about resiliency and things that help you build resiliency. And I think if nothing else, having an experience like that that challenges you allows you to learn a lot about yourself. And one thing I talk a lot about on this podcast is to focus on dating ourselves. And what that looks like is taking us out to dinner without a phone, without a book, and just sitting and being uncomfortable with that. Just putting yourself in situations that might make you feel a little awkward at first. I've had a lot of people say like, oh, I could never do that. That would be so weird. People would judge me. And those are the exact reasons why you should do something like that because it really challenges you to question those beliefs. And I see it coming up in my career a lot where I used to resist certain painful or potentially scary decisions, whereas now I lean into it because I know that my greatest successes or my greatest happinesses have come from the times that I leaned into that fear. Absolutely. So, you know, I firmly believe that there has to be challenge and fear and an uncomfortable feeling before there's growth. It's just part of the process. And so if you're in a growth mindset and you're feeling uncomfortable or having fear about something, it means that you you are ready to grow. You're ready to step towards that fear. You're ready to overcome your fear and see what's on the other side, because there's so much beauty on the other side. I've gone through this process where I've had many transitions that were scary, many transitions, a career transition where I was coming from corporate America, moving to my own business, which can be very horrifying. And I have to say coming out on the other side is it's magnificent. It's I I'm looking back going, why did I wait so long? And so you never want to be in a position where you look back 10 years have passed you by 
and said, why did I wait so long? Right? So my, my thought on fear is that it's actually there to provide a launching board, right? It's, it's a stepping stone for you to really step into your greatest self, to live large, to do the things that are beyond your grasp now, but not forever. You know that it, you haven't done them yet, but you will do them. And so fear just provides that. Fear provides the, the fuel, I would say, the fuel to push you towards your limits and beyond. Yes. And I love that you mentioned your transition from the corporate world to starting your own business and the fear that was behind that. How did you know that it was the right decision for you to make at the time? Well, I had been in corporate America for close to 20 years, and I did not feel like myself anymore. It was a very stressful position. I was away and commuting all the time. My daughter was very young, and I felt like I was missing out on on watching her grow. And so I knew that I needed to do something. But the thing is, I the money was so good. And it was stable, right? And there was benefits and all these things that you think that you can't live without. And so I held on to the position for way too long um, and, and dug myself further and further into not feeling like myself. And then one day the universe kind of just launched me in that direction. And I firmly believe that if you don't listen to all the signs and the signals from the universe, eventually you're kind of kind of get bitch slapped in the face, right? <laughs> like, you know, you're gonna <laughs> like, you're not listening, you're not listening, I'm poking you, I'm poking you in the right direction, you're not listening. And then you just get this wake up call, this shakeup. And that's what happened to me. And, um, and it was horrifying. And I kind of got launched out of corporate America and sat for a long time to figure out what I wanted to do. Like, wh- what direction do I want to take with my life? Because I could easily have gone back into the comfort of corporate America in another job doing the same thing with the same stresses, feeling not myself. But I decided to move towards my fear. And when I stepped through that veil of fear on the other side, it was amazing. My happiness level increased tenfold. My flexibility increased. I've created my own world essentially of what I wanted to do. And I was able to manifest all this flexibility. We were able to travel. The money came when I was doing something that I loved, you know, so all those things start to happen if you just step towards your fear. Love that. Since you've written the book, you've also launched a website. So can you talk a little bit about what that specifically does, how that tied into everything that went on and what's next for you? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I created this book, which is a step by step um, kind of handholding of how to manifest your world travel dreams. And then the website and our business, Just Plain Crazy Travel, is a resource, first of all. So you can go on the website at justplaincrazytravel.com and check out all the resources, all the different things like what to pack where to go, all the highlights of, of what we did and that we experienced and the products that we used that were literally tested on our trip. 
and then be able to kind of tap into those resources. And then in addition, if you really need some help manifesting your world travel dreams, then my husband, Scott, and I will walk you through the process. We have a travel coaching service as well as a travel concierge service. So if you just want to show up and have someone plan your trip for you, we can help you with that. If you need guidance on how to earn travel points and choose the best credit card so that you can fund your trip and, you know, get affiliate type uh, services like upgrades and things like that when you go to hotels, then we can help you to, to choose that. If you need some help on where to go, what to see, and, and what time of the year to travel, then we can help you with that. So the intention of the website and the Just Plain Crazy Travel Business is to help inspire people to live large and live their dreams. Love it. Thank you so much for joining me today. Where can people go to find you on Instagram, Facebook? Where can people go to get connected with you? Yeah. So if you go on Instagram and Facebook, you can look up just plain crazy travel. I also have a, that yoga and retreat business and that's under meditation mother. That's M U T H A. And then the websites are both the same, just plain crazy travel and meditation mother and the book just plain crazy. The ultimate guide to affordable adventurous world travel is on Amazon. So if you need a little nudge, or a little inspiration to take that step forward towards your world travel dreams, check it out. We weaved a lot of funny stories on the road that happened with us, a lot of trials and tribulations, and we did a lot of the grunt work so that you don't have to. That's the intention of the book. Mm -hmm. And I can definitely attest to the fact that it is funny. It was enjoyable. I read through it in a day because it had such good information, as well as some nice peppering of stories along the way. So highly recommend. It is a powerhouse of a book if you're looking to travel. So thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And I look forward to connecting with you again. Thanks so much, Bree. I'm so happy to be here. It was so great to talk with you and connect with you again. And a huge thank you to everyone who tuned in to today's episode. I highly recommend you go check out Kim's book on Amazon. It's a phenomenal read. There's so much more to her story that we didn't have a chance to get into today. And there's so much more information that can be learned from her experience. I will put all of Kim's links in the show notes. That way you can easily click and find her. Have a fantastic rest of your week, and I will catch y'all next Monday. Until then, go out there and manifest some miracles. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes. As always, we would love it if you would share this episode with friends and family who could use the inspiration. As a new podcast show, we would really appreciate your honest feedback so I know what you like and what you could use more of. As a thank you for leaving us a rating, we will send you our seven weekly tips to create space for abundance. Make sure you screenshot your review and email it to us at hello at the T-H-E modernmanifestation.com so we can send them straight to your inbox. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Modern Manifestation, or you can head to our website at themodernmanifestation.com. Thanks again for joining me, and I will catch y'all in the next episode.